Welcome to Odds and Ends. I'm Dave Singh here with Rob Friesen. We're parsing through the stock odds data to get trade ideas for the week ahead. We've just finished up uh, the first quarter. Uh, we have um, S&P down about 5% and the NASDAQ down 9%. We just had our first day of trading in April. We have our turn of a month effect. Um, we've got April historically strong. Um, stock odds says we're going to be a little bit stronger than uh, historically. There is an inverted yield curve with the twos and tens. Um, there's questions, or is, is there a recession ahead, right? We've got FOMC this week, the Ukraine situation still in play. So there's lots going on here. We've got April showers, May flowers, Fed showers, <laughs> investor sorrows. <laughs> what to do with all this, Rob? That's good. You know, you missed your calling. You, you got you to gotta take the stage, man. Take the stage. <laughs> so, um, yeah, well... Um, you know what bothers me? I'll tell you what bothers me. You want to what hear what bothers you, me? Do you really, really want to hear what bothers me? Just tell us. <laughs> you know, I just get I just get a bad feeling about using so much of the strategic oil reserves, 180 million barrels mm -hmm. to what? To bring the price down a little bit so that you can drive a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, we don't want you driving your Jag all over California causing pollution anyway, right? So, <laughs> 10 miles you know, an hour. Yeah, you know, we don't need people driving their Jags, okay? So, uh, it just bothers me. Mm -hmm. I thought emergency, uh, you know, strategic reserves are for real emergencies. Yeah, like a true war. If the U.S. is with at war with somebody, and uh, like, w what happens if we deplete and then something else really bad happens? Um, I I don't know. It just I I'm I'm sorry, but I just have a sick, sick, sickening feeling about this. This is not good. Mm -hmm. um, but on the you know on the oil futures, it's certainly um, you know part of the reason that they're pulling back um and also other countries may you know join with 30 to 50 million barrels as well um part of the pulling back is also demand destruction because you know as prices have been higher you know you drive less you know you may uh wrap a number of you know things into the same day instead of you know going out multiple days kind of thing um you know, you 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 know, you make an adjustment, I think. Um, and but then there's the China thing. Um, you know, there's a significant uh, lockdown uh, underway, and so the demand destruction there is a concern. Um, so anyway, you you got my uh, you got my two thoughts on that. But um, oil remains in backwardation, which is normally bullish. Um, it did decline from. Uh, 299 difference uh, per barrel in that backwardation down to about $1.52. So the spread has come down. So it's less of a backwardation, but it's still it's still a bullish thing. So, you know, um, if you do see, I think here's the here's a here's a good clue. If you do see oil starting to claw back after, you know, a decline, um, maybe this week or maybe the next two weeks, I don't know, it keeps declining. Um, but you start seeing it claw back. Uh, I, I think I'd probably go with that because commercial inventories are at the lowest level since 2014. Like we still have serious problems uh, with the supply chain, and um, uh -huh. 
if we start bouncing back, I definitely would not fight that. I mean, I don't have a problem right now, you know, taking a few oil stocks short, whatever, let them kind of pull back because we had a pretty good run and we had a run since uh -huh. September on oil stocks. I mean, you know, so, so yeah, we spiked on oil up to 140 a barrel on the Brent crude and it's pulled back since. Um, but you know, I don't think the story is completely over yet. So, um, you know, keep posted on that. Um, we are going into earnings season, April, right? So um, it's always a big month. Um, it is one of the better performing months of the year. And, uh, you know, we go into earnings season. So it'll really be important what these companies have to say. You know, uh, margins are already, you know, pretty robust. And, and you saw last earnings season, even if they came out and, you know, beat earnings, you know, they, they got pummeled anyway. So I don't know if it'll be, you know, the same this time around. But, uh, you know, you got to separate, you got to separate, you know, the headline, you know, what's it on earnings? What's it on revenues? You know, what's it quarter over quarter, year over year? You kind of have to put all that together. And, you know, often, there's this anticipation of really good things and then, you know, it comes out and even one thing slightly wrong and then they sell the stocks off. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting uh, this earnings season as it was last. And uh, April ends the best six months of the year. So so if this has been the best six months of the year so far from November mm -hmm. until April, what's the rest of the year hold? <laughs> Well, especially for small caps, right? We're expecting small caps. To yeah, they didn't do very. <laughs> they didn't do very well. I mean, the Russell did. No. It, it did. It did pop up here uh, just just recently, um, and, and got above that channel that it was in, and then pulled back into the channel again. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's not done really. Last year, the Russell didn't do very well, and then the only the only like incredible bright spot that we had was when it broke out of the channel in the beginning of November, right? That November 1st. It was it day was one. A, that was, you remember, and remember I picked all those nice uh, Russell stocks for that day? I was like, what? Got a, a month's worth of I didn't expect, yeah, I didn't expect to have that kind of performance on one day. Um, but, you know, it's, it's been, it's been kind of sad for the small caps. Um, and I think, I think it's just this whole thing about the expectations, like the mar the world was kind of riding on this this sugar high, right? Mm -hmm. And and the sugar high was that you know companies that weren't making any money or had no earnings would eventually perform quite well, and they'd all be like Amazon, right? You know, mm -hmm. so many years without earnings, and then all of a sudden, you know, woohoo, right? Um, What's the term? We're all, we're all like Amazon, right? Hmm? What's the term they use? Pre-revenue. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's no different than some of these electric vehicle companies too. They want to say we're like Tesla, right? So, uh -huh. you know, whether they will be or not, that's the question. I don't know. I mean, I can't figure all that stuff out. But um, anyway, it's uh, it's interesting. So, um, what are the what are the groups that you see like the ETFs that will be um, pretty robust? for the month of April and the ones that will be underperforming. What do you, what do you see yeah. that? So I, I did a quick little study before we, our call here. Uh, April's expected to be up about 2.4%. Uh, 
I think historically it's up 1.7, so a little bit more robust for the entire month. And the sectors that should outperform the spider, um, based on the stats, are the, the Qs, basic materials, XLC, energy, and consumer discretionary, XLY. And the underperformers are the small caps, IWM, financials, technology, industrials, consumer staples, real estate, utilities, and healthcare. So most of them seem to be underperforming, just maybe basic materials, the cues themselves, energy, and discretionary are, are outperforming the spider based on stock odds data. Mm -hmm. I think what uh, this week, what will be the big um, event is, is the minutes, um, just because last month, I mean, sorry, the, the last meeting was where they, you know, raised interest rates. So uh, people are looking for what are the exact details here? What's the color on all this? And so that will be the big event uh, this week. So you've got oil inventories will probably be meaningful. Um, and then the FOMC. And we do have a lot of Fed speak um, during the week by different um, Fed uh, participants. So there's quite a bit of banter, but I mean, the, the minutes themselves will be the bigger event, right? Yeah. The minutes usually aren't as big as the actual Fed announcement day, but but people are looking for more details, more color. So um, it can move the market. So don't underestimate it. Um, and then that means that financials and REITs and utilities will um, also be possibly more in play with that too. Uh -huh. Now we're we're not really having much on the calendar. We, we got through uh, the last day of the month, the first day of the new month, which was Friday. It also consumed our first Friday of the month. So we had the first trading day of the month and the first Friday of the month. Uh, we're expected to be down in, in April anyway. And Fridays are down in April, but it all kind of culminated in, in one, one day there. And um, then we don't really have much on the calendar till uh, mid-month seasonality and then the third Friday of the month. Um, overall, with the performance that's possible for April, it doesn't reflect on those event days that much. So that means that in between the event days, like in between now and mid-month seasonality, we could, you know, we could move up, right? You know, um, we have to allow for that, right? Yeah. I have a question. What about tax day? Tax day falls in uh, April. How much uh, leading up to that do people sell in advance of that to generate funds? I mean, what about... Um, April 15th, right, tax day. Yeah, well, actually, um, are they due the, on the 18th this year or? Well, maybe, maybe it's the 18th, but. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, th there is there is some seasonality to tax day. Um, as far as selling, yeah, it's possible. Possible. I mean, I don't I don't have the odds on. Uh -huh. that you know that day in front of me I, I have discussed this in the past but i can't recall so i'm sorry for that i'm not prepared um okay let's just take a run here at what the futures are doing right now we've got uh the dow futures are off um just slightly only 0.13 percent like we kind of opened at 6 6 p.m eastern time and they popped up slightly, 
and then they just kind of been in a real dull sideways channel ever since and slightly down. Um, and then uh, S&P same minus 0.13. NASDAQ 100 minus 0.25, so a little bit worse. But you said for the month, NASDAQ 100, one of the, you know, better performers. Uh, so and, and you know that the, the Nasdaq 100 has a lot of great technology stocks in it that people still want to they want to buy on pullbacks they want to they don't want to miss the big picture right so they keep keep running that thing up Russell 2000 is minus uh, 0.15 so it's not uh, as bad as the Nasdaq at the moment but um, anyway and the VIX is um, we're still you know we're still in the 22.5 area anything over 20 is is elevated volatility uh, in my opinion and uh, it causes markets to move both ways right um, looking at the metals um, we have seen let's go on the daily here uh, everything's pretty sideways uh, you know so far for the month of uh, or the last few weeks of March, pretty sideways, nothing really much going on there. Um, let's see, and what's happening in the bond world right now? Let's see, we've got, uh, well, you mentioned the inversions, but we've got the... The 10-year was up slightly earlier. Um, yeah, it's down now. I mean, the, the bond itself is down, yields rising. Right. So again, they're still they're still seeming to factor in. We've had a bit of twists and turns on the, on the uh, 20 year TLT that we watch. Uh, it's the ETF that tracks the 20 year. We've had some twists and turns. Um, we had a big slide on it down in March, which meant the yield was going up right towards the end of March and the beginning of April. It popped up a little bit. Um, and um, Let's see here. On uh, Friday, it was quite a big range day on the TLT. It was <laughs> it was way down and way back up again. It closed closed a bit higher. Uh, so it's be interesting. We're we're seeming to have a little bit more volatility on it right now. So just uh, you know, be careful. Allow for it to move, and that does affect some groups that you trade. You know, if uh, the TLT is selling off, that means yields are rising. That means that uh, banks usually do better, REITs usually do better, insurance companies do better. Um, and if it's headed, you know, if, if the TLT is uh, heading up and yields are going down, that means that financials usually do worse, right? So this is something that we've, we, we have a lot of confidence in, we use in our trading, and it, it does work. Okay. I remember trading um, XLF and XLU in opposite directions too. Every just based on that tenure. So yeah, I mean that 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 has been helpful for many many years. Um, you remember even when we had a bit of a group meeting, you know, ten years ago we were talking about TLT and XLU, right? So yeah. what's changed? Some things don't change. So um, all right, well let's uh, wrap it up and uh, let you. Go and have a good evening, and we'll catch uh, another day. Sounds good. Good luck. Thanks. Yes. Yeah. Cheers.